remember all my life Raining down as cold as ice Shadow of a man A face through a window Crying in the night The night goes into Morning just another day Happy people pass my way Looking in their eyes I see a memory I never realized how happy you made me, oh Mandy. You gave me the Russell Gadden podcast. And you're listening to it right now, oh Mandy. This is episode 73 and I'm singing. And I need you today, oh Mandy. Oh, welcome everybody to another edition of the WrestleGeddon Podcast and the song stylings of yours truly, Chris the Heat Matthews. And I'm joined, as always, by my two awesome co-hosts, Garrett G. Money Mun and the Tennessee Jesus, Carl Crossland, who is fresh off of his birthday celebration last week. What is going on, fellas? Carl, What's up? Carl I don't know about you, but I kind of hope I'm Mandy. <laughs> Me what? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I kind of wish I was Mandy. <laughs> he was Mandy. I kind of wish I was. You get, oh, you get a little Randy. hard there, again. You said Alexa Bliss on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Randy. <laughs> and you did destroy the house of Bray Wyatt. oh that was fun it's kind of fun i kind of like incorporating that into the intro that was that was a good idea you had garrett (laughs) oh man uh lots of fun well lots of stuff to talk about tonight some fun some sad um let's just get right into the sad and address it right off the bat um, we want to send our deepest condolences out to the family of Brody Lee, um, who had passed away earlier this week, very suddenly. Um, as always, we will take a brief moment of silence in memory of Brody Lee. All right. So it's definitely a crushing blow, especially to AEW. Like, I feel like he was just coming into um, that character, the exalted one. And like, I admit, when I first debuted him as leader of the Dark Order, like the character wise, Mr. Brody Lee, I wasn't too keen on it, but it was starting to grow on me. And especially after that dog collar match with Cody, which was just phenomenal. Oh man, definitely, definitely a rough week. That was a that was a tough one, mm-hmm. tough loss, especially being only a few a few years older than I am, um, with the issues that I had uh, that were lung related earlier this year. It, it really hit close close to home for me. So <clears throat> I got the uh, lecture from my wife that said, "See what could have happened." See. Yep. <laughs> 
but um this week the retro review will be looking at a few of um uh Brody Lee's matches. We've got the we're gonna take a look at the Intercontinental Championship match with Dolph Ziggler and you know his character in WWE Luke Harper. We've got from Chikara Pro Wrestling Claudio Castanoli versus Brody Lee in a steel cage match. And then one random one I found, I think it was IPW or 1PW, something like that. Uh, just a quick little match, Brody Lee versus a fan, which the fan turns out to be Dalton Castle. So I just thought that was a fun little quick thing to watch. So, oh, rough week, rough week. All right, so let's get into it. Go ahead and follow us on social media at Pod on Twitter with 1D, Pod on Instagram with 2Ds. Uh, Facebook.com slash Podcast. That's also with 1D. And check us out on YouTube.com slash For The Collection. New YouTube handle. So YouTube.com slash For The Collection. That's our uh, my little side project here um, related to the podcast. Doing some more toy stuff there. So you can definitely check that out. Be sure to subscribe to the channel to stay up to date on all the latest and greatest stuff is on there as well. And check out the merch store at redbubble.com slash people. Redbubble.com slash people slash Russell Getting Podcast. It's all in the link tree. You'll find it. <laughs> all right. So, what you guys want to get into? You want to uh, announce the uh, winner of our t shirt giveaway? Oh, yeah. Do it. Yeah. Jump right on to that off the bat. So, I um so we randomized pretty much everybody that either posted the screenshot of them listening to the podcast or um after last week who would like the post and we randomized about five times and this winner came up on the fifth shot and that is friend of the show Jimmy King at King will rule you on Twitter so we will be sure to tag him in this post so we can get his information so we can. Send him out that sweet WrestleGetting podcast T-shirt, and then uh, hopefully that'll that'll be cool. And we'll do some more. Um, try to do some more giveaways here soon. But like the whole point of these is to get more listeners and stuff like that. But like people can't do simple things like like a post. Like really, crazy. That's all I do. Like the last week was just hit the heart and like it. But <laughs> we appreciate everyone that had. Follow the instructions, send her the t-shirt giveaway. Um, thank you guys for that so much. So, King, hopefully you like the shirt that we're sending you. So, good times, man. Yeah, I don't know. If you're anything like me, I hardly ever, like, attempt to do any kind of contest because I never win. <laughs> so, at this point, like, I don't <laughs> even, like, attempt to. Uh, I, I do every now and then. I did win an entire... Um, battle pack set from the major wrestling figure podcast like within like their first year of doing when they started their podcast so i mean that was pretty cool but yeah it's an occasional thing if i feel froggy i'll i'll enter some stuff but that's well, cool all right so aside from that's uh make sure you guys check out the fig cave on instagram um and their facebook group it's a pretty cool place you guys can check to uh buy sell trade figures uh especially the facebook group it's free uh just hit up fig, the fig and it'll take you right to the facebook group um 
anything that you're looking for, these guys are on top of it, always helping out. Anything that's still currently on the shelves, it's retail plus exact shipping. And then, of course, any old stuff, it's generally like whatever the asking price is for. So definitely check that out. Follow them on Instagram. Uh, once they hit 200 followers on Instagram, we're giving away an Elite 77 Fiend to help them help them out as well. And also check out the new podcast that Phil has launched, the Fig Cave Podcast, which will be dropping on New Year's Day, when, or actually today, because that's when our podcast is dropping on New Year's Day, this one, this episode. So be sure to check that out. They were talking to collecting legend Kyle Peterson. So definitely going to be a good conversation there. So definitely check that out. So, and that's all I got for housekeeping and social media stuff. You guys got anything? I've been uh, thinking about starting a channel for my uh, toy collection. Um, but I think YouTube will probably take down uh, my butt plug collection. So I might have to put it on. <laughs> probably. Uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> you might, we might have to start an OnlyFans for that one. <laughs> You might be able to charge $30 like Sonny charges for hers. <laughs> my uh, my ass probably smells better than hers. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, that's pretty messed up. Uh, actually, let me circle back to, to our YouTube <laughs> for the collection. Uh, we just I just posted my top 10 figures of 2020. So go ahead and check that out. Share it to the Facebook, or not Facebook, the Twitter page our Twitter account as well. So you can find the link there. Um, basically it's just the top 10 figures that I purchased through 2020. So it's pretty cool. Looking to do that again next year with our, my top figure purchases of 2021. Did you purchase so, more than 10 this year? I purchased quite a few figures this year. Oh, okay. it, was, it was very hard to narrow it down to 10 though. <laughs> that were like released this year or that you just purchased this year? That were released this oh, year. Wow. January till last week. Man, you've been hardcore <laughs> into it. Hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> Got to keep it up, man. I mean, I don't, I don't go down to the toy, toy aisles that often, but when I do, I mean, I hardly see 10 different figures on the shelves. <laughs> Especially like Walmart. <laughs> That's because I probably bought them already. (laughs) (laughs) Or hiding them in the back so nobody else can buy them. Yeah, apparently that's what you do. Yeah, I do that quite a bit, especially with Hot Wheels, man. Look out. (laughs) Oh, awesome. All right. Um, I don't have much for news. You guys come across anything like news related this week you guys want to talk about uh i mean everything was like pretty much like vertically related in the news um that i saw yeah, i didn't really see anything oh i got something right here dusty Rhodes tag team oh, classic yeah, about that is returning on january 13th. Yep. and then yeah. it's gonna be undisputed air is gonna be in it but it's gonna be adam cole and roderick strong Ooh, that's different yeah. That should be fun. That should be very fun. Kind of interesting to see how that goes. Well, now. I mean, it makes yeah. sense because you got to remember they still have this whole angle with O'Reilly and Finn going too. 
Oh, yeah, that's true, too. That is definitely true. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the biggest thing I see outside of uh, Brody Lee's passing. Which they did a really good uh, tribute on AEW about him. To be fair, they did way better of a job than WWE did. Yeah, and all people were shitting on WWE after Raw with um uh their their stuff that they did for him. But I mean it's you know, yeah, he spent a lot of his time there. But he wasn't somebody current, he wasn't a legend. I mean the fact that they even let the superstars talk about him like says a lot to begin with, especially with Vince, because you know Vince is like they're not here, they don't exist anymore. Well, I mean, uh to be to be fair, like he, he was no longer with the company and then uh A, I mean I, I see like I mean whatever WWE did, everybody's gonna get mad. Like either way. Like if they came out and did like yeah. this crazy ass tribute, like then they'd be like, you know, he wasn't signed with y'all, why did y'all outdo AEW on your tribute to you know what I mean? So uh I think what they did was okay. Um, I mean, you can't tell people how to mourn someone, you know? Yeah, and in all honesty, I don't think they wanted to go. Like, I think they knew that AEW was going to plan something for it, and I just don't think they wanted to go go that route and be like, well, this is what we're doing just to outdo what AEW is going to do. So, I think it was good. Like, a lot of the superstars got, you know, their – you know, it's Monday, you know what that means, and, and the yeah, 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 as in, like, quite a bit Monday night, and then uh, Raw Talk afterwards, Xavier Wood shared some some stuff with, about Brody and between the, all the social media posts and everything. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say that Brody was definitely a huge impact on a lot of people, either personally, professionally, so even as a fan, is impacted pretty big, Yeah. So. Well, I mean, they uh, some of the stuff that was said on AEW, I'm kind of surprised they said and showed because it had WWE's references to it. So, see how that goes. But uh, <clears throat> I don't think no, 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 I doubt it because it would look it'll look terrible on WWE's part. Like it would be stupid. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, they would get yeah, so yeah. much backlash from that, so they're not going to care. Um, yeah. But, no, yeah, AEW did a really good, like, tribute to him, talking about how, like, much of a – how amazing of a father figure he was and how he would be at shows and he would leave shows with, like, no sleep just because he wanted to be with his family. And how, like – there was a thing with like Arn Anderson talking about how like he would go around a corner and hear all these loud noises and it's like him, his wife, and his kid, one of his kids, just laughing and playing in the back before his match. Just little stuff like that they talked about. Very interesting. So apparently they gave um, Brody's oldest son, uh, Brody yeah, Junior, a, a contract. He has a contract. So that's that's pretty cool. And that contract apparently 
it's whenever he gets old enough to wrestle, he has their contract. Awesome. I just not not trying to be mean or cruel or take a dig at anybody. I just hope AEW's around when that when that actually comes into play. Me too. All right, so let's uh, let's get into the ring here. We're going to talk some uh, SmackDown, a little bit of SmackDown, a little bit of Raw. Uh, we'll have Garrett run down the AEW tribute show, and then you know we'll go from there. So let's get into it. ring get into the ring get into the ring smackdown surprisingly kicked off with the cage match between roman reigns and kevin owens pretty solid match i got to see a little bit of it highlights and stuff i didn't watch the whole match yet it wasn't like i got got a question for you question for you how long have they been using that cage is that a new cage it's possible Cause it looked like rinky dink. It put me in the mind of like, like a dog kettle. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, that was a pretty. That was a pretty yeah. small cage compared to what they've yeah. used in the past. Yeah, but I mean, it was a it was a pretty solid match. I didn't like the finish because it's kind of like I didn't. I didn't either. It was too. It was too close to the um, Sami Zayn handcuff. Uh, everyone to the ladder. Uh, it's just like once they have something and they have success, it seems like they kind of overdo it. So, so it's like, yeah. I mean, well, that's that's WWE, I and mean, like that's why we get you know the same people wrestling every week for six weeks straight before they move on to something different. And then, of course, my only other complaint is there wasn't any blood. Like, it's not cage match unless somebody gets bloody, you know. Uh, I mean, how often WWE doesn't do blood that yeah, often anymore? Like, if it does, it's like an accidental yeah, thing. They should, they should just retire the cage because it's like, I don't know. Is this every cage match I've ever seen in like the history of my life? Most of them like involve the wrestlers getting bloody. Uh, and it's like, if you're not going to do it, yeah. commit to it and then just don't have the match, that's fine. You know? Yep. Does not make a whole lot of sense. Okay. Well, then again, that's like a, having a care match with no headshots. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, so yeah, so we start off the show with that, and then we end with a Big E winning the Intercontinental Championship in a lumberjack match. Yep. Every type of match you can get to win a championship, it's a lumberjack. They had, uh, match. I mean, it was quite a quite a few like championship bouts. The women had a uh, uh, like a tag team elimination match for the women's tag team titles. Yeah, I know. I just if it's not in if it's not in the notes, Chris saw it, but he didn't care. 
I mean, to me, it was a better match than the um, <laughs> Lumberjack match. Oh, I'm sure it was. It's I just, just, like, I really just skimmed funny. through, did you, like, did the you results for the SmackDown. So I wasn't paying attention. That, uh, like, everybody was a SmackDown superstar except for Angel Garza? <laughs> <laughs> Angel Garza what? was one of the Lumberjacks, and he's on Raw. What? Why was he? There was someone else in there, too, that yeah, didn't belong in there. But it was funny. It was hilarious. Uh, Tazawa. Yep. Akira Tazawa. I saw him during the well, celebration at the he, end. Uh, is he on Raw, though? Yes. I thought he got. I don't remember if he got drafted to Raw or not because I thought I knew he got drafted. Well, he's been chasing well, freaking R Truth for right. a 24 7 time every week. Well, I mean, they don't do anything 24 7 on SmackDown, though. Yeah, exactly. So why is he chasing truth on Raw for this title if it's not going to SmackDown? Yeah, I don't know. But it was funny. They moved back over to Raw so he could chase our truth for this title too. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> it makes no sense whatsoever. I don't think like with the amount of people that they're using right now for this, they just I don't know. I don't want to I don't want them to end the roster split or the brand split or whatever. But that's <laughs> with the same people that we're seeing every week, and then like some of these guys wouldn't get any TV time at all whatsoever if they weren't doing this. But I mean, at least unify some titles, like the tag team titles, unify those, unify the women's championship between both shows. Just make it make sense right now. And having a Raw women's champion and a SmackDown women's champion doesn't make sense. Having Raw and SmackDown tag champions doesn't make sense right now. That's that's just my opinion on that one. But um, yeah. So SmackDown uh, Monday Night Raw, uh, Keith Lee ends up defeating Sheamus. So next week we'll get uh, Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship, and it's on Legends Night. Ooh, Legends Night. Yeah, I see. We get to see Hulk. We get to see Melina do a split. I'm so excited they're bringing Melina back. They're gonna have Hulk Hogan there. Yeah, Hogan's gonna be there. You wanna? Hey, uh, makes you wonder if if anybody have any twisted teas on hand. (laughs) (laughs) Carl, Carl, you wanna put a bet on how much Harry's gonna have left? Uh, I would say. However much he had sewed into his head the last time. <laughs> Dude, he just, like, I grew up, like, one of the biggest Hulk Hogan fans. But now, dude, you just need to shave your head. Cut cut it off. Like, it's there's well, no point. Right. Just let it go. Like, even Shawn Michaels gave up the fight yep. and shaved his I think head. What Harry, I think what hair he has just left, he go. had, like, actually, like, sewed into his head. Like, I don't think it's, like, real hair. It's probably sounds, not. They probably like pulled hair from his so ass painful. and it up to his head. That just sounds painful. <laughs> oh man, this is ridiculous. So, but you know, every time Hogan's on TV, like if there was a live crowd, he'd get a huge pop. True. Every single True. time. Uh, well, so they advertise like Booker. I think Booker T. Yeah. They're bringing back. No, uh, Mickey James is going like to be on there, of- even though she's on the roster. 
Ooh, the best person. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Well, they did the same thing. The best Alicia person is going to be on there. It's Carlito. Yeah. Carlito's coming back? You did. Is that? The only, Wait, the oh, only bad exciting. thing is he won't be able to spit anybody's face because of COVID. Dude, that was like, how the hell is he a legend, though? He still <laughs> fucking wrestles. He just doesn't wrestle for you guys. Right. Because he's not on the roster. That's why. I mean, how does Tori Wilson classify as a legend? Correct me up. I saw quite I mean, a few Carl people asking a legend, that question. Oh. Yeah, he's awesome. I mean, definitely. Like, I would put him in that same category, more yeah. so than Tori Wilson. True. Tori Wilson only has legend status because she's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like, if you think about it, really. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of uh, Carlito and his brother. Yeah. Are, are Primo and Epico still on the roster, or did they actually get released? Uh, that is a very good question that I do not know the answer of. I think they got released. They probably did, but I also could see where they would have kept them. It's like, whatever they keep fucking people for nowadays. I think they finally released them. I think they're part of the uh, WrestleMania releases. Wait, what? What? Maybe. I don't know. Not seeing anything yet. Yep. April 15th. So they're part of the uh, pre mania releases. Okay. Answers that question. But yeah, cool. Carlito's coming back. Uh, let's see. So we've got Legends Night stuff. We got. Keith Lee taking on Drew McIntyre, which should be a fun match. Oh, I guarantee Sheamus uh, is going to get involved, though. Miz got his uh, Money in the Bank contract back. Yes, I saw the Miz got his Money in the Bank contract back, and I saw the ridiculous celebration that they oh, were yeah. doing, which just makes them more of a joke. Like, especially Morrison. Oh, I know. So. Just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I can tell you a little bit about it if you want. That'll make you happy. Uh, we can. I haven't watched, we'll dump in I watched a little bit. some of it. Um, I mean, really, the tidbits are uh, obviously the Dusty Road Classic. Well, thing. we we got to talk about oh, Randy Orton and Alexa that. Bliss still. Alexa Bliss poured a bunch of gasoline on herself. She said she won. She told Randy she couldn't kill herself, so Randy kill me. And Randy may have. We don't know. I didn't know. I like to believe he did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably. 
Yeah, uh, I love how Raw talk like they're talking like nothing <laughs> happened. Like they have no clue what happened, and there's like nothing in the ring that even says anything about them. They shows like anything that there was a fire, sure. nothing. <laughs> uh, like, it's, but I think all that stuff was like pre-taped oh, yeah, anyway. Of But it was still a good segment, even um, earlier in the night, too, with um, Alexis Playground and stuff, which is really good. Like, I really, like, I really love the twisted character that she's doing right now, which I think is great. It's probably some of the best oh, micro uh, that she's done in uh, a while. Destroyed the Firefly Funhouse, too. <laughs> yeah, and poor Huskis kicked him. Like, hit him with that Charlie Murphy front <laughs> kick, like, yeah. He's like always heavier than I thought he was. <laughs> I thought some of it, but like, I like watched the. The poor like man. Then he threw, he threw Per Mercy into Abby the Witch. Just completely took him out. It makes me really think that they're going to get rid and of this br- whole, like, Firefly Funhouse thing and they bring Wyatt back. Maybe if I think we'll probably still see the I theme. I think maybe though. that's what I don't think they're do gonna, is instead there's of having, no way like, they're gonna get the Bray Wyatt theme. funny laughy Mr. Rogers will just have the fiend. Yeah. I think I think it's gonna happen. I think he's gonna get like a overhaul on his look. So maybe like ring gear will be slightly different. They may I can see them possibly yep. changing up the mask. That might be a thing they do too. Maybe like a more like burnt looking mask. Or maybe um, he sets yeah. uh, uh, Randy Orton on fire and then Randy Orton comes out as Fiend 2. So you have Fiend 1 and Fiend 2. <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> oh, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> awesome. All right, so all right, Garrett, what you got for you got a little uh, bit for NXT? Obviously, we talked about the Dusty Root Classic, uh, where uh, yep. the reason they announced it is because they announced the like uh, awards for like best tag team, which uh, of course Undisputed Era won. Oh, the, the yeah. end of year awards, uh, of course, Undisputed Era won best tag team. I don't oh, remember what course. the other ones were. Uh, Pete Dunn beat Roderick Strong. Uh, Bronson Reed beat Isaiah Scott. Uh, apparently, Lucha House Party's on NXT now. Because uh, they beat the Lucha House Party. Well, I can see the cruiserweight division. So that's they, part of NXT they now. They faced so. uh, Legado de Fantasma in one. Minus, obviously, Escobar. Uh, okay, so I've got it. the... Uh, <laughs> so I got the uh, results yeah, of their year-end awards. So it looks like uh, Shotzi Blackheart is your breakout star of the year for NXT. Um, rivalry of the year, Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. Tag Team of the Year, Undisputed Era, Male Competitor of the Year, Adam Cole, uh, Female Competitor of the Year, Io Shirai, 
event of the year. I think froze on me. Takeover War Games. Future Star of the Year. Um, Austin Theory, Indy Hartwell, sort of. Now, Austin shares his award with Indy at the urging of Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Match of the year, Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. Take over 31. That was really good. Overall, Predator, Io Shirai. Wow. Yeah, I can't really I argue mean, with anything on here. Yeah. Like, was, all pretty solid. So. War Games always delivers, like, every year. Um, for future star of NXT, I wouldn't go. I'd probably go someone different than Austin Theory. But who would you go with, Ben Balor? <laughs> I'm, ki- I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, well, the list is <laughs> the list is Austin Theory, Jake Atlas, Leon Roof, Casey Ketnazaro, Caden Carter, Indy Hartwell, Zia Lee, AK. I don't know guy. who the hell that is. Aofi. Yeah, Aofi Valkyrie and pretty pretty deadly. Uh who's pretty deadly? They're uh also UK. So you don't watch any of the UK stuff. I mean I watch a little bit of I see like a little bit of it. A kid, uh he's the one that won that um that cup, the Heritage Cup. Yeah, he's the one that ended up winning that. Oh, gotcha. And then okay. I think he's supposed to be facing Walter for the title. He's gonna like put his cup up for his title, I think, is how they're doing it. I don't remember. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably go with probably him or like Leon Ruff or something. Just I, I don't see Austin Theory lasting into next year with all the the speaking out allegations and all that other stuff. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. All right. So NXT um, Impact this week was just another uh, best of 2020 clip show. Really nothing onto that until next week. Then we'll finally start the build going into Hard to Kill, where we'll finally get uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus uh, Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns. So I know that's the, uh, the big, big match from Impact everyone's looking forward to. Um, AEW this week, of course, like you mentioned, was a tribute show for Brody Lee. Um, I have not had a chance to watch it. I know Garrett has. So, Garrett, run us through uh, Brody Lee tribute was, show. Uh, Matt Hardy and Private Party versus, there's a lot of three man tags, by the way, uh, versus uh, Young Bucks and Colt Cabana. Uh, pretty good. Uh, Cabana and the Young Bucks won, obviously. Uh, you'll see a theme as I mark these matches down. Uh, I think. We had Adam Page and John Silver and Alex Reynolds versus uh, MJF and Pride and Powerful. Uh, Basically, Paige in the Dark Order win. Uh, we got to see the return of 
Eric Rowan for like a little bit to pay tribute to Brody Lee, which was awesome to beat the shit out of Wardlow. That was awesome. Uh, nice. What was the other match? There's another match that had. Oh, it was uh, it was Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Who's their tag partner? Oh, and Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston and Butcher and Blade. Uh, actually, Lance Archer came out with wearing like uh old Luke Harper WWE attire, like white tank top and. And pale jeans, which was pretty cool, with a handkerchief in the back. Well, that's that's right. what he so wore for WWE wore. too. The ring. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, then there was how oh, was the women's match? It was Britt Baker and Penelope Ford versus Penelope Ford versus Anna J. Taya and Anna J. Uh, and then the main event was of course. Cody, Orange Cassidy, and Ten versus uh, Team Taz. Yeah, which Team Cody, Taz. Orange Cassidy, and Ten won. So the natural theme here is the Dark Order awesome. did not lose tonight, which is cool. Very heartfelt from everybody. A lot of people, a lot of tears shed. And then, uh, as I told Chris earlier, Carl, before you got on, we got revealed that Sting is Darby Allen's dad. Oh, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's a segment after that match where Taz, two Taz, like beating up Cody and everybody, mm-hmm. and like the lights cut out and the lights come back on, and Darby Allen's music starts. And he starts walking out there, and the lights go out again, and they come back on. And who else could it be besides Santa Claus? Oh, no. It's Sting. It's Sting. Coming out the same door. (laughs) It's snowing snowing at Daly's place. Sting coming out the same door Darby Allen left. (laughs) They go in the ring, and nothing happens as usual because Taz is a bitch. Why is everybody so scared of Otis being? <laughs> That's what I don't get. I don't know, dude. Yeah, dude. Because he has a baseball bat. baseball bat. He comes to the. He has a black baseball bat. That's why. You don't trust a man in a trench coat and a black baseball bat. <laughs> Painted up like the crow. I would take on his Otis. <laughs> Of course you would. In fact, this is my open invitation <laughs> to sing. Uh, whenever you want to step in the ring, uh, I know you have faced some uh, injuries and stuff in the past, but if you feel man enough, uh, yeah, I'm open anytime for a match. <laughs> Drop kick that motherfucker. Kick him in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. All right. So that's kind of rolling through all this this week. There's like not a a quick episode this week for you guys. So 
because I wasn't. It's like last week. Last week was only an hour and a half. Oh, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we, I know something we need to do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know something we need you guys to talk, talk too about. Much. We didn't talk about. <laughs> Is it New Year's Evil this weekend? What's that? Is it? Is it? Next I thought weekend? that was. Is it next week? That's um oh, week. next week. Yeah, yeah, it's next week. No, because it's not. It's not a pay per view. It's a regular. No, I thought it was. A isn't pay-per-view. it like a regular NXT? A no, I don't think so. I think it's a regular That's edition a of NXT. Episode of NXT. Well, let's find out. Oh, no, you're right. It is. They just said it was. Yeah, it's January 6th. Okay. Yep. There's a lot of matches on that. That would be pretty good. I think they're going to be short. Uh... Yeah, no, it's a regular... Yeah, yeah it's a regular NXT. Versus Escobar. Yeah, it's something that's going to be... A lot of these matches are going to be quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's hope not. That was bad. 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 I forgot that they too. I was looking at um, looking up other Luke Harper matches, and honestly, I think we should have did the. Uh, ladder match between Luke Harper yeah. and Dolph Ziggler. The, not, match uh, you, the, the Monday Night Raw one was the Monday Night Raw one destroying Ziggler and kind of cheated. Yeah, I mean, but that's when he won the Intercontinental title. Right. So that's that's the biggest thing I was looking at. But um, yeah. So let's jump into that. Let's jump in since we're already onto a retro review. So as we were just talking about Dolph Ziggler versus Luke Harper, uh, pretty much the Monday Night Raw, November 17th, 2014. You can catch that on the WWE Network. Um, it's the night Luke Harper won the Intercontinental title. Um, and albeit short Intercontinental title reign, but still I think it was one of the better Intercontinental reigns of that, that time frame. A lot of good matches came out of that. But... um. Like overall, like Garrett said, it was just pretty much like Luke Harper dominating the majority of the match. Um, yep. Of course, it was the whole authority yeah, angle. Um, it was my first. It was my first time seeing the match the outside uh, of the authority. I really wasn't nope. watching uh, WWE uh, around this time, so uh, like I'd only watch like pay per views and stuff. So I definitely didn't see the Raw. Um, yeah. If I had, like, one gripe with the match, it's kind of like what Garrett said. Like, you had Rollins interfering uh, on Ziggler, uh, which probably was unnecessary. <laughs> unnecessary. I mean, I see what they were trying to do, like, make it, like, where it was, like, impossible for uh, yeah. Ziggler to win. But still, that's like, uh, I doubt you had to attack him. Yeah, they're still coming. Like they spent like the whole time. Like this is the the build to um, Survivor Series, 
So it was just like whoever they could punish on Team Raw, like they would constantly put in these situations. And it always seemed like Ziggler was the one that was getting thrown into these types of matches. And he said, well, like the um, well, the interference from Rollins basically clocking Ziggler with the money in the bank, money in the bank briefcase. Yeah, that's the Survivor Series too, where yeah. Sting um, helped the win, right? I think so too, because I think Ziggler was think the so. last Survivor, and he like, yeah, because Ziggler like, I think pinned, yeah, he pinned, I think he pinned Rollins. Yep, because he like put. Cause he pet- I think he's the one that he does the thing, the bomb thing to Triple H, and then he like flips Ziggler over on Rollins. I think. Yeah. yeah. But I enjoyed it. It's like to me, I've always been like since you know the Wyatt family debuted on Raw. Like I was a big fan of the Wyatt family. Like most people were at that time. Luke Harper's character always kind of resonated with me just because mainly because I recognized him from uh, Pier 6 Wrestling out of Rochester, New York. Because I'm from upstate New York. Happened to come across, you know, this on a random Sunday afternoon, you know, on my day off, flipping through the channels, and I see this dude wearing, like, this wife beater, jeans, this trucker hat, and... And, you know, just like kicking ass. I'm like, who the hell is this dude? And, you know, the come up was like, oh, it's Brody Lee. Big rig, Brody Lee. I'm like, well, that's pretty awesome. This dude can move for a big guy. And then I see him show up on Raw, and then I see him get the Intercontinental Championship. And it's like, oh, shit, this dude's from, like, almost around my hometown. He's from my home state. And he's on Raw, and he's doing this. This is amazing. You know, it's like that same feeling when I saw Beth Phoenix debut on Raw. And WWE TV and go through there. Get actually a little bit more with her because she's actually from my hometown. But to see someone, you know, like this that possibly could have had a chance meeting with or something, completely just show up and start like wrecking shit is just awesome. So, but I enjoyed, like I said, I enjoyed the art, the Intercontinental yeah. Championship run that he had. There's a lot of cool stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, you would think he would get like a, a lot of fun a stuff on that. Push is like a. Uh, a talent and like in singles action, I said just tag team. Because uh, I mean, to to me, he has like a better like yeah. in like. Uh, of course, they don't have like the mic skills as like a uh, a Bray Wyatt, but to me, like out of Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman, he had like a a better like in ring presence and you know could actually put on a good match uh, without all the uh, theatrics that everybody else has to use. Yeah, I mean, definitely compared to Strowman, definitely. No, definitely one of the bigger, definitely one of the bigger, better big men. Um, and just like, and that clothesline, that discus clothesline that he did was just, was killer. Like, it literally looked like he could rip somebody's head off of that. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, so that was that. That was the Intercontinental Championship match. November. What did I say it was 14th? 14th. 17th. Oh. Uh, November 17th, 2014 edition of Raw. Uh, we've got a couple other ones here. A couple I found, actually found these earlier today. I figured we could add a couple more since normally we do like the whole retro reviews, generally like an entire pay per view or, you know, a television show. Um, 
I came across from Chikara Pro Wrestling. Um, it's a cage match between Claudio Castanoli, With um, who's now known <laughs> as Cesaro, and Brody Lee. <laughs> this is one of the best damn cage matches I've seen yeah, in a was- long-ass time. And at the time that that video came out, was the only cage match to ever take place yeah, in Chicago. Uh, it was uh, better than the cage match on SmackDown. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> got the, you know, a little bit of blood, you know. Oh, well, my only, the only thing I'll say That's with that right. is like that cage the first was thing really that said small. Was damn, how the fuck are they going to get out of this damn thing? <laughs> oh, but it was a really good match. There's a lot of cool spots in that match. Um, mm-hmm. Cesaro, that yeah. finisher that Cesaro hit, or Claudio Castanoli. That was sick. The fight. The funniest part about that is the whole crowd's like, yeah. Cola. It was great. Like, and you know, to Carl's point, you know, that cage match on SmackDown, there is no blood. Um, this match, Brody Lee ends up getting busted open. So you get a little bit of the crimson mask going in this match as well. It was just it was just a great match. Like there's not Yeah, I mean really apparently anything that according can pick apart to the commentary, um it it was a pretty good feud. Uh you know, I wish I would have seen it, you know. Uh, I mean, you probably could find it somewhere, but. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that was just an amazing cage match. Um, I found that on YouTube. So if you guys are looking, basically, I just typed in um, Big Rig Brody Lee. And it was one of the like first ones to come up. So if you're definitely checking for that, um, definitely check that out. I'll share that on the Twitter as well. So you guys can find it a little easier if you're interested in watching that. Just really good wrestling between the two of them. Just absolutely amazing. Oh, um, what else we got? And like the the final one, I just kind of put in there for fun is um, Brody Lee taking on a fan. <laughs> it, it was just funny to me because like I'm looking at the description and, and it says the realize, fan was Dalton I wasn't sure who it was at first. I, so I was like, I what? Like, oh, so, maybe. And then I like, looked and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, it, it was definitely a work. Uh, I mean, they kind of do these in like independent promotions. Uh, every once in a while, they'll have like somebody like staged as like a fan and they'll like throw a drink on a wrestler and they'll like pull them out of the crowd and fight them or spit on them or, you know. But uh, it, it's generally like a work. Um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, it was still entertaining, like, if you went, you know. Because uh, I don't think, I mean, as big as Brody League was, like, I don't think anybody would, like, think they could kick his ass unless they had a few beers. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, that was just, it just amazes me because, like, shortly after that, Brody Lee would go to WWE. And then you'd have, you know, a couple of years later, a few years later, Dalton Castle, like, starts blowing up and making a name for himself. And, you know, eventually we'll see him in Ring of Honor. 
um, where he's been pretty much a mainstay the last five, six years. So it is just amazing to see like matches like this where like they haven't like totally hit their like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, walk definitely. Of fame I mean, he probably just like started training that, for so. wrestling, you know what I mean? Like, he probably just started training for wrestling and brother, he was like, Hey, if you want to be in a show, yeah. I can like beat the hell out of you or something, you know? Yeah. Yep. And it's for for WWE, like when's the last time that they did something like this I can remember is Which with the hilarious. Umaga and uh Santino Morella thing. Yeah. So nowadays, like with how plugged in we are to what's going on in wrestling, it's it's really hard for them to say, Oh, well, we got this new guy, you know, this fan here, you know, wants to get a shot at this title. So let's bring him in and see what he can do. Like without the fans automatically going, Oh, that's so-and-so, you know, he used to wrestle here or Or, from this promotion or whatever. Like it's, it's hard to do stuff like that. It's hard to be like, you know, boyfriend or or girlfriend or stuff like that. Something like that. But, uh, I, and another thing too, I guess, like you got to be kind of careful too. Yeah. Um, you know, WWE is doing stadiums and stuff, so you don't want to like incite like a riot or something. You know, if depending on you know how bought in the crowd is to like what's going on um, on some of these smaller house shows, you know, you can you know grab a fan or something like that, and it'd be part of the yeah. But I, I remember, I remember like like uh, during the Attitude Era, WCW. Uh, trying to remember, uh, there there was like a few instances there where they had like either like some kind of fan where like a wrestler would beat up a fan or or something like that. <laughs> I was quite a few where I think they've smacked fans going into the crowd and. Like they're grabbing on them or something. It, they had WWF do the same thing. Like, um, yeah, well, I think CM that was Punk, real, like, wasn't it? Beat the shit out of a fan at one point. Yeah, that yeah. was real. Like the yeah, dude that, like, that, that was like another time too. And, and uh, I think it was, was it WCW where yeah. like the fan tried to get in the ring, and I think it was like Hulk Hogan or somebody had to like stomp his ass. Uh, yeah. So many times. Remember that ladder match with um, oh yeah, is Rob Van Dam and Eddie Guerrero <laughs> to try to get in the ring yeah. and like Guerrero um, just like stomped him. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, most wrestlers are not going to take kindly to you uh, breaking the uh, barrier. So like, if it's something that's not pre-planned, yeah, don't, don't. Tr- yeah, especially. <laughs> Yeah, they especially were. putting them in danger. Especially if you got two guys yeah. on the ladder, I and would you decide, "Oh, this is prime time for me to get on TV." Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then um, well, there was like something else I was gonna. Um, uh, who was it? Um, Mikey, Mikey Rick Rap. Rick, blah, 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 blah. Uh, was he when he was like supposed to be a fan at first? And he's yeah. I think so, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's just crazy, like to to see something like that, ver- like then versus now, and like we we're saying, how how easier it was back then to get to get away with stuff like this. But um, 
Yeah, so those few Brody Lee matches, Luke Harper matches that you guys can check out on WWE Network. Also highly recommend um, Dolph Ziggler versus Luke Harper from TLC for the Intercontinental Championship match, um, which was December of 2014 as well. Another solid match. The match with John Moxley. Um, uh, I think that was probably... the name of the pay-per-view, but for the world title on AEW, that was a pretty good... That was a pretty good match, as well oh, as the yeah. uh, Cody Rhodes yep. dog collar match was pretty good too. Oh. Yeah, even that, even if you go back to I just um, like when the they were the Bludgeon Brothers, him like, and Rowan, eh. that uh, <laughs> yeah, the Usos they yeah. had a with the Usos. With that match they had with the, was it the Usos? Uh, yeah. But I think it's uh didn't they, they it was the match that they won the tag titles from the Usos, where they just completely destroyed them. It was just amazing. Like, like Brody's a big dude that can work, and you know it's just a shame. I mean, he got he got some, you know, some chances in WWE as you know holding titles mainly tag team. Yeah, um, I think I mean short intercontinental championship. It, because, I, they could have done more with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was sitting at home for the longest time, too. And they're using Rowan, which out of the two yeah. of them, like, unfortunately, like, Brody's the better one compared to Rowan. But you're using Rowan in this angle with Daniel Bryan instead of using instead of using Brody Lee. And then you bring him in for, like, a hot minute to, to tag with him against Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. It's just ridiculous. But, um... As typical fashion, every time Carl and I get on a rant about yep, something, stop talking. Carl drops off. So. <laughs> uh, and that's when Garrett's like, God, you guys talk too much. Nah, uh, yeah, so retro review, um, some Luke Harper, Brody Lee matches that you guys can check out. Uh, let's jump into, there's not really much else to jump into. Um, there's no figure news, really nothing, aside from new stuff on Ringside Collectibles. The Ultimate Edition, Hulk Hogan, and Bray Wyatt Fiend are in stock now. Uh, if you're looking for those, uh, most stores will be doing resets here on their toy. Alice coming up in the next couple weeks, so look for new stuff hitting there as well. Uh, that's pretty much it on that. Uh. Yeah, so let's uh, let's take it home. WrestleGen Wrestling Federation will return next week as we'll kick off our next month of pay-per-view, our next month of bookings and pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. I kind of want to up the ante with this, guys, going into the new year. I think um, I think we should start doing, like, weekly, weekly things for each vote instead of uh, on top of the, the monthly karaoke thing. I, I haven't figured out what, what to do yeah. yet. So Maybe that's the other thing. <laughs> yeah. Take a shot. shot for every vote you get. <laughs> well, half the time I'm drinking on here anyway, so I mean. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. But um yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll figure that out. We'll talk about that off air. Um, next week also, we're going to do our Russell Geddon awards. 
So be on the lookout for those. So basically we're going to like the best male, female tag teams of the year. Um, worst male, female tag teams of the year. Uh, who to watch in 2021. Um, I think like overrated, underrated or something like that. I think that was it. Was there all the categories I had? Or... Oh, yeah, overrated, underrated. So we'll break the we'll break down my, that for I you. So my, uh, we'll have our, our picks for I'm that as well. I'm gonna piss uh, Garrett and Chris uh, to fuck off uh, on my list. Oh what? Yeah. <laughs> Best male wrestler, Darby Allen. Worst male wrestler, Darby Allen. Best female wrestler, Darby Allen. Best tag team. <laughs> Darby Allen and his skateboard. Oh, Where's man. tag team? Darby Allen and his mom's pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> all right. So that's, that's pretty much all we got. So another short episode for you guys. This was actually shorter than last week's, even with Carl and I ranting. <laughs> Oh, um, this is it. New Year's Day. Thank you all for checking this out and spending your New Year's with us, bringing the New Year right with the WrestleGeddon podcast. Um, what do you guys want to see going into next year? Wrestling related, personal, um, podcast I related. Hear Carl sing. I need to hear this voice he's holding. You probably have to, the voice you probably have, to have like a new draft. I, I think we're all, we're all right waiting now. for that one. I think I'm killing it with. Um, <laughs> The Rock and uh, Stone Cold uh, and Ric Flair on the same <laughs> roster. Because, <laughs> you know, that's somebody's favorite wrestler out there. Because um, somebody keeps voting for me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I was also thinking about doing a... Uh like an actual fantasy um, type thing, like fantasy football type thing with like points every week and all that too. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. It's just a matter of like finding uh, ways to track the points and stuff like that. I'd like to see WWE start utilizing some of their talent. I've got some things. Um, got some things. Like Aleister Black. Uh, Let's get him back on TV. Um. Uh, I I yeah. agree with that one. The fuck? You know. What the mother? If not, just be, let them what go. What the hell are they doing with Andrade? Like, really? It's just uh, same thing with like Miz and Morrison. Uh, like, can we get rid of the silly shit with them and like let them? Like, you can break up the tag team and just let them be serious um, competitors. absolutely like if you're not going to have them go after the tag team championships or at least put the championship on the Miz what's the point what's the point oh man it's just ridiculous Uh, I think for me I know the podcast I want us to you know continue growing so I think it's. I have a lot of fun doing this. Like I couldn't ask for two better co-hosts. Groupies, that would be cool um, too. Each week, 
guys are awesome. So groupie. But um <laughs> some groupies. <laughs> some ring rats. <laughs> yeah, our wives, our wives and girlfriends don't count as groupies. Oh, yeah, it's podcast to grow. Um, I would like to see more out of AEW's women's division, especially with some of the talent that they've signed recently. Maybe tie in your storylines from AEW Dark onto the main show as well, either like a backstage segment or something. Something like that. And I'm hoping for a bigger payoff out of this impact and um, AEW partnership. So hopefully that'll open up the door to other companies as well. Oh, definitely just I think WWE needs to feel that they have competition in order to give us a better product. And I think that's what they're looking right now is they don't really see any of these other promotions, regardless of what they're doing as competition. So, yeah, so that's it. So, uh, theme of the week this week. I don't have one picked out, but thinking about it, in honor of Brody Lee, I'm going to go ahead and use his Luke Harper entrance music <laughs> as the theme of the week. So. I actually, you know what? That that's better. Let's do big, big rig, Brody Lee, some George Thorogood, bad to the bone. That that's actually a better choice. I'm bad to the bone. <laughs> oh, that's kind of bouncing between the two of those. So, so there's your theme of the week: George Thorogood's bad to the bone. Um, as we pay a tribute to the late Brody Lee. Um. That's going to wrap us up. So thank you guys for checking us out again. Um, happy New Year. Hope you guys had a safe, healthy, happy New Year. And I hope 2021 is prosperous for us all. Um, let's kick COVID in the nuts. Let's get things back to normal. I want to start going to wrestling shows again. I want live crowds back. I, or, it's just not or the same. Well, Rumble's going to suck this year if we don't have actual people in the crowd. <laughs> just saying. So. Yeah. <laughs> so let's do it stay home you, wear man. your mask if you need to go out wash your hands wash your ass wash your face uh, probably don't wash your ass before you wash way. your face just saying that's how you get pink eye <laughs> <laughs> little pink eye didn't hurt anybody and other ways oh Oh, on that note, we'll catch you guys next week. Happy New Year, all. On behalf of myself, Chris the Heat Matthews, Garrett G. Money Mun, the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland, this is the WrestleGenon Podcast, and we'll catch you guys next week. Later, Marks. <laughs> Sting's my dad.
rich woman beg And I make a good woman steal I make an old woman blush And I make a young girl squeal I wanna be yours, pretty baby Yours and yours alone I'm here to tell you, honey Fire. 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 Fire.